everyone, and welcome to the As I Amber podcast. I'm Amber, and I love to talk about music, travel, society, and culture. On today's episode, we have guest to the show, Chandrika Fee. And today, today we are going to delve into my favorite performer, Beyonce's Renaissance album. And there's a particular track on her album called Church Girl. So I'm going to give you all the backstory behind Church Girl. So I like Beyonce and maybe I'm a biased party, but the song Church Girl is off the Renaissance album and it samples the legendary gospel group, the Clark Sisters song, Center of Thy Will. And the controversial thing about it that people don't like or some people may not care for or feel like it's blasphemy or it's not of God or it's demonic is because Beyonce is talking about twerking mm. on a song that samples gospel. And some people feel some type of way about that. So I wasn't gonna talk about this at first, but everybody kept asking me like, what are your thoughts on Beyonce's Renaissance album? I already gave y'all the 90 second version on my TikTok and my Instagram. So you all can see what my favorite tracks are when you go to that part of social media. But this is the song that people keep asking me about. And one of those people that kept asking me about that <laughs> is author Chandrika Fee. And Chandrika is author of Lord. I don't wanna die a Christian. And so we often have our difference of opinion and similar opinions sometimes on faith and Christianity and, you know, the state of the world. And I wanted her to be on here because she is the one that asked me about it more so. So say, hey, Chandrika. Hey, Amber. Hey, as I Amber podcast listeners, how are y'all? It's good to be here. Um, I, I did reach out to Amber and specifically because I'm not a Beyonce fan. So the only reason I knew Beyonce had a new album coming out is because of Amber's prediction um, that, that I follow obviously very closely. Um, I love uh, how she is plugged into um, pop culture and things like that. And, and I am a, a generation um, in front of Amber. And so she, you know, just following her helps me to know uh, kind of what's going on and what to look for. So she uh, made this prediction about Beyonce coming out with an album and lo and behold, she does. And so, no, I didn't buy it. I actually have only one Beyonce album. Uh-huh. Which album is that? I'm curious. It's the one, um, it's uh, Lemonade. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, because I could relate to a lot of it, you know, so that's it. Everything else, I'm still like, you know, mm -hmm. because why I'm a church girl. <laughs> Quote, unquote. So, so, so we're um, going to delve into that. Yes, yes. So I, for, for starters, I grew up attending predominantly non-denominational churches. And so within Christianity, there's different sects of the religion, whether that be Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, AME, Church of God in Christ, all the different sectors. And growing up in the non-denominational world, I was like 10 one time. And I remember I visited a family member's church and at their church, they didn't wear pants. They didn't wear lipstick, makeup, earrings. And that was like a culture shock for me because in the churches that I always grew up and attended, 
um, women were free to, you know, wear makeup and jewelry and, you know, not anything provocative, but like knee length skirts and not ankle length skirts. It, it's church culture is very interesting. And mm -hmm. maybe because I grew up in the South in the Bible belt where there is a church on every corner. So me being a Beyonce fan, some people are like, how can you be saved and listen to secular music? And I'm like, my relationship is with Jesus Christ not an entity or a building mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's who we're going to have to answer to one day i'm not going to have to answer to you or beyonce or the pastor have to answer to jesus christ god the holy trinity upstairs you know <laughs> and so um when i heard the when i saw the track listing because in my spirit i knew beyonce was going to come out with an album like i you just did. You I, said i'm it. a fan of hers and i predicted it like a couple of months back because she started posting certain things on Instagram and Beyonce is very strategic. And mm. when I say strategic on this album, which is dedicated to her uncle Johnny, who was a gay man who passed away of HIV, this, this album is dedicated to that marginalized community. Mm. So the the flow of the songs, it reminds you of the 70s, Studio 54, Donna Summer, Skating Rink. That is the energy of the album. Mm -hmm. This album would go very well with the fashion show, with the hair show, with RuPaul's Drag Race, with the show Pose. Things that the church may not feel very comfortable discussing. And so I just thought it was really interesting when I saw the track listing, I was like, oh, church girl. Yes. So the first thing in my mind is like, Oh, the church is going to have a field day with this one. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it before I even pressed player before the album even came out that it wow. was going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. And I was right. Process <laughs> of elimination. Um, when I hear the words church kids or PKs, for those who don't know, PKs are pastor's kids. Mm -hmm. When I hear about church folks, it's not always in a positive connotation. Right. It's just being real. Mm -hmm. A lot of people saw things happen on Sunday that were very different from Saturday night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and there's no perfect person. There's no perfect church. But I think a lot of my generation, millennials, 25, if you're 25 and up, and if you grew up in church, a lot of people are unlearning some things as we get older. And... Chandrika is exactly <laughs> one, of one of that. And so yes. I don't consider myself a stereotypical church girl because everyone's definition of that is different. Right. I grew up attending church and reading the Bible, going to vacation Bible school, being in choir, going to choir practice and things of that nature. And I always realized like the best R&B singers come out of the church. Right. It is something about the pipeline to... You could tell even in the versus battles, like who went to choir practice and who never did. Right, right, and right. It's a, it's some it's a it's a style of singing that is different. People sing from their diaphragm. People know how to be an alto, a soprano, tenor. Know how to do background vocals and everything. So, church girl can have a negative or a positive connotation. What were your thoughts when you heard the words church girl, Chandrika? Um, I guess in, you know, I've, I've always heard it in relation, in relation to, to, you know, church culture. Um, it's interesting how it's a big deal now um, that Beyonce is, uh, is using the words um, as she is too, 
a church girl. Um, and so I, the, one of the biggest issues I have, um, have with this uproar, if you will, is that the black church has owned the church girl. Um, <laughs> that's one of my biggest issues is that the, I, you don't hear of anybody else really, uh, anybody else outside of the black church culture talking about this. Um, they have, the, the black church has owned, uh, number one, in, in order to own church girl, you'd have to own the church. Okay. I, is it just me? I mean, so, you know, it, there's this, uh, um, to me, this ownership that is um, a little delusional, like you, it's false. You, we don't own, we don't own the church, thereby we don't own the, the church girl. Um, mm -hmm. And we seem to be, um, we seem to be talking and, and uh, you know, harping and um, wanting to fight for this particular um, subject or these two words or this reality. Um, and, and, you know, the only ones that is making a big deal out of it. And that's interesting that you say that because I often, as someone who loves pop culture and loves different genres of music, um, it's always interesting to me because so many secular artists have sampled gospel songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One of the, and then even gospel artists have sampled secular songs. And right. I wanted to bring up Kirk Franklin. Of course. A lot of his songs sample the 70s and 80s pop and R&B songs. And Prince. Prince. Uh, um, the, Michael Jackson. Michael, Kanye West samples, mm -hmm. fires. Yes. And why is it a problem when Beyonce does it? And I feel like at times, not everyone, but sometimes the Black Christian church is very hard on women and yes. policing women's purity and culture. Beyonce is 40 something years old. Right. She's grown, she's married. She got twins and a 10 year old. Like right. she's a grown woman. Right, right. And, how, and it's like, how dare she be confident and sensual and spiritual all wrapped into one. And one, right, right. It's right. like, how, how dare she? I'm like, <laughs> we tell people to be themselves and to, you know, you have authority and, you know, be confident. And then when someone is, you don't like that. Right, right. It, it's, beat it, it's beat it down, it's watered down. And there's a lyric in the song where um, Beyonce is talking about she don't want to hurt nobody. And I thought it was really interesting because if you look at the track order of the songs, I can't play the songs right now because, you know, I don't have Parkwood Entertainment money right now, but it's okay. But in one of the lyrics, Beyonce says, I've been up, I've been down, yes. felt like I moved mountains, got friends that cried fountains. Nobody can judge me but me. I was born free. And then there's the whole twerking part. Now, like, let's go into scripture. If you remember in the Bible, David danced out of his clothes. That's, that's, that's what he wrote. That's what's in 2 Samuel. Now, I am not a theologian or a pastor, but I remember like Fred Hammond had us said, dance like David danced. Yes. And David was so in the spirit that he just got excited. He, he, was, so, he, was, he, he was so free. He was right, free. right, and, and she said she was born free. She was born free, right. And now dropping it like a thotty over the gospel song, 
it's funny, but I think it's also the irony. Beyonce knows what she's doing because it makes you think about like how many times growing up did we watch Bobby Trent Jones gospel on BET followed by a booty shake video. Oh, nobody, nobody was saying anything about the network playing like Jesus and all this stuff. And then the next song we hear is shake it, shake it, shake it, whatever. Um, <laughs> why y'all mad now? Why are you mad now? <laughs> It's just amazing to me, especially now with purity culture and male podcast culture more specifically Hmm. about how women should carry themselves, especially how black women should carry themselves. And, you know, you, you gotta be a Proverbs 31 woman and you have to be chaste and celibate and all this kind of stuff only for these, some of these pastors, they struggle with pornography and adultery. Right. But that's the nerve to preach about how a woman should carry herself. Right, and these right. are sermons that you can Google on YouTube. I'm not going to talk about specific people because I don't want to give them any more clout. Right. But it's there. Yes. It's there. And it's a yes. problem. It's like a double standard in the, all of the time. In the, all the time. And it's like, they're, they're, especially growing up in non-denominational churches, um when sex was talked about it's always talked about for a man and a woman married couples only but then you confuse because half the church got kids and they ain't married <laughs> like you know it, it's it's a one of my favorite contradictions just this week is uh, a female pastor very uh I should say mm-hmm. uh, pastor but creature very prominent very very prominent probably the number one female pastor in the uh black Pentecostal church um should I or I should say charismatic um who said that no one is saved if you are dancing to and listening to secular music and um that that video was taken and re- and released and um, then, you know, it was posted on social media, but then someone went back to find this particular female preacher dancing to Mary J. Blige. That's just fine, fine, fine. It's a problem. Right. Like, I mean, and when I say dancing, I've never seen this woman danced the way she was dancing and knew the words to the song. And, and, you know, to see her say, who told you what Bishop told you, you could dance to secular music. And then the video fades out to her dancing to secular music. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, sometimes it's a, bad, it's, a, it's a bad theology. Listen, sometimes I I'm just not sure if it is that we, your relationship with God is supposed to be silence. Be quiet. You know, just, you know what I mean? Like just so many different contradictions. One of my favorite um, responses to the uproar about um, Beyonce sampling the music was from a guy named Dietrich Hatton, who has been, as he said, in the business for 30 years. And he listed gospel artists who have sampled secular music and, and noted that many of our choirs and praise teams and pastors have sang and worshiped to those samples. Mm-hmm. And no, no problem. Beyonce samples a song, 
and it's a problem. She sold her soul to the devil. She's going to hell. You know, all of those things just, you know, she is damned. And yeah. It, 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 it's, 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 it's just interesting to, to watch it play out. I happen to have the album, like the physical copy. Yes. And in it, Beyonce talks about um, like the introduction, how she dedicated it. She thanked her children and her husband, her mother, her father, her sister. But she specifically talked about how her uncle Johnny exposed her to certain culture of the gay culture that he was a part of. So this is so many layers to it, Chandra. We only got a certain amount of time, but what I wanted to mention was the Clark sisters mm -hmm. and the listing of this track. Now, if you love music and you listen to albums, this is the album that needs to be listened to in a certain order. The song Church Girl is right after Break My Soul. Mm. So she listed you won't break my soul. We know the song has been played a, a million times right. everywhere. Right. And at the end of the song or throughout the song, we hear transgender artist Big Frida talking about release your, release yourself, release yes. the bounce, release the wiggle, yes. release your stress, mm -hmm. release, release yourself. Yes. And she said in the song, Break My Soul, I'm starting my own foundation. Mm -hmm new salvation mm. and then it goes into church girl and center thy will yes. by twinkie clark right right and the clark sisters if we if we look at the clark sisters movie on lifetime and even if you haven't seen the movie if you're familiar with the clark sisters they were criticized so harshly in the 80s yes. because of they sounded too secular with sunshine right you google them google the song i can't yes. play it right now you brought the sunshine you brought the sunshine mm -hmm. what is so bad about you brought the sunshine it because because it was bad. it was it was bad because they and now everybody sings it but mm -hmm. it was bad because they sampled um stevie, stevie wonder. wonder yeah stevie wonder and stevie wonder has some of the most beautiful poetic loving songs that you can tell he has a god-given gift yes and so they sampled the stevie wonder song which is a perfect example of christian art and secular artists just always been sampling songs yes and right. this is to the point where the church of god in christ told dr maddie moss clark who was the clark sisters mother who yes. was the, basically their choir their vocal coach their everything their manager that she, that she could not perform on the grammys with her own daughters that's right that's right. Because she was over the music ministry for the church of God in Christ. That's right. This is how deep this is. So for Beyonce, you know, people can say, well, she ain't church girl. We don't know her relationship or no. what her upbringing was like right. before fame. I'm pretty sure she would probably love to go to a church and y'all wouldn't say anything if she dropped a nice offering. That, that part, that part, if she was, if she tithed, a, if she gave a tenth of the of okay. what she made just from this album and the thing is she twinkie clark wrote this song so since it samples them the clark sisters are getting paid there's a video of dorinda clark saying leave beyonce alone, leave her alone. Twinkie, twinkie clark may have created the words and i think she may have sold her catalog i'm not sure of all the legalities of like the writing process but twinkie clark is getting a nice check and, she, and happy about it. She she even posted a video 
thanking Beyonce for sampling the song and then played it and sung it. And I, this is in the last, this has been since the album oh, release. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, for Beyonce to have the the depth and the knowledge enough, like I'm gonna sample the Clark sisters. Yes. And I'm gonna put Church Girl right after Break My Soul. Why do you so, think why do you think she even knew about the song? Because why? She is a product of the church. Yes. And it's like people don't want to accept that. And I immediately thought of Whitney Houston mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how sometimes your own can break you down. How Whitney Houston, when she went to the, I think it was the um, Soul Train Awards, mm-hmm. she was booed by Black people, booed yeah. Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. because she wasn't pop enough. And we know Whitney, she bought BB and CC Winans on the Arsenio Hall show. And while she was at the peak of her career, she yeah. sang background for her friends. Yes. And you can't tell me, especially listening to the Preacher's Wife soundtrack, that her voice no one has that voice that's god given right so you don't know people people all struggle but it just really bothered me and it made me remember the movie footloose with Hmm. kevin bacon and the movie footloose the whole premise of it i don't want to give any spoilers the movie is like 40 years old but the movie is basically (laughs) about a town where dancing is forbidden and rock music is forbidden no one's allowed but at the end of the movie, they breaking free. They said, hey, you won't break, break my soul. You won't break my soul. Break my soul. <laughs> <laughs> they said, oh, no, not today. No. It's, it's all like comes together. And I can't, I'd be remiss if I did not shout out uh, one of my friends, Ken Grace. He has a podcast called Preach and Be. So you all should check that out, P-R-E-A-C-H-B, where he listens to R&B songs and breaks them down oh. from a biblical perspective. So check that out if you all have time. It's on Spotify. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I had to give him a shout out because it's it. this subject matter is deep. It's like, who are we to judge people because they want to listen to something or they want to dance to something? Isn't it contradictory? You know, we, we always tell people, we need to hold people so, accountable, but so, are we being judgmental? So listen, you know, uh, is it proverb? The marriage bed is <laughs> defiled. <laughs> she married. She married. She married. She, and and she said, she said I want to be in the center. Come on here. Will. Of, oh, of his will. <laughs> She even forgave her cheating husband. Listen, she made a whole album. She's married. She and, and if the bedroom is undefiled, she can thought and drop it like it's hot. <laughs> because she's doing that with her husband. I, hey, you know, you, you, I can't sing about myself. I can't record about myself. My whole Lord, I don't want to die a Christian. I wrote a whole book about my journey, myself. Mm-hmm. So. You know, listen, it she she wrote a song about herself and who and I wrote the book so that whoever can relate to it mm-hmm. is doesn't feel alone. And so she's saying, you know, I'm married and this is what's happening. I'm a church girl, I'm dropping it like it's hot for my husband, I'm fighting for my man and the marriage bed. Look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, neighbor, <laughs> the marriage bed. 
is undefined. You are something else. See, this is is why I just feel like when we need to learn how to stop judging other people Mm -hmm. so harshly, like, I know no one is perfect and there's a difference between leadership being held at accountability versus regular folk. And um, one of the things that I just wish people understood in the church world Mm -hmm. is balance. I know people who've gone to Christian school their whole life, gone to church their whole life, gone to every ministry, every praise camp, faith, worship, this, that, praise in the park, all the stuff, all the church tradition stuff. And it's like, there's life outside of the four walls of the building. You know, it's okay if you take your children to the skating rink. They don't got to go to Bible study every day or all their, all their social activities have to be with the church. Right. I mean, that's, I'm not a parent, so maybe I shouldn't speak on that, but from someone who attended college and went to school with a lot of people who might've been sheltered from certain things, they went buck wild because they couldn't, 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 can't, 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 don't, 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 won't, won't, won't. And I thought about uh, Tony Braxton, the Braxton sisters. Yes. They grew up very strict. Yes. And, you know, we can't do this. We can't do that. And then you got the most sultry R&B singer coming out the gate with her debut album. And everybody looking like, oh, she a church kid. (laughs) Right. I don't, I, I'm telling you now, the best R&B singers have come out of the church, whether yes. that's Lisa Franklin, um, Fantasia, Jasmine Sullivan, is a certain voice that these little whisper singers, not, they're not doing. The auto-tune and whisper cannot, cannot mimic the diaphragm of Kelly Price and no. people who just got it, you know? You know, it, it's... It's, it begs to ask, like, what are, what are y'all listening to when, as married couples when you, <laughs> when you want to, you know, behave or misbehave, quote Like, unquote. are y'all listening to the right. choir when right. doing the anniversary? Right. You're not listening want, to Luther or and I want to mention the scripture, the scripture I quoted is uh, Hebrews 13 and 4, not in Proverbs, but mm-hmm. You know, it's it just what what are y'all listening to? What are y'all doing? What it, it's it's just amazing, you know, to see the reaction. It's just it really is unbelievable, and and it doesn't make me ask questions of Beyonce. You know, I it, it may sound crazy, but I thought just just by the off chance that somebody might check. I inboxed her and said, and literally just left a statement. I wish someone would ask, what's, what, what, what's the meaning? What does it mean to you? What inspired it? I wish someone would ask. Instead you know, of assume and criticize. Right, and right. Break people down. She said, you won't break my soul. She, well, she not. knew. She yeah, knew. see, she knew what she was going to come, what was going to come next. Yeah. Um. You know, I heard a remix of, the church girl song and they took the voice of the bishop's wife who made a big deal of it first requiring that the church uh denounce the song his wife joined in on her own on another night or whatever um you know we go fight for church girls and she did all this someone took her voice and sampled it in 
the remix. Oh my God. TikTok and uh, the, see social media, <laughs> it just is unforgiving. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. The church can be unforgiving towards women too. Right. And, and, and I'm not knocking men or anything. I'm just saying like we've seen or we've heard about pastors putting up, um, you know, PSAs or public service announcements or whatnot on their social media, apologizing to their church or their wife or their kids or their families. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, okay, let a woman pastor do half that stuff. We, well, the, the latest subject recently since church girls came out is uh, girls who are getting pregnant before they get married and having to stand before the church to make the announcement that they're pregnant and then they have to be sat down and most likely they're pregnant by a man someone in the church someone in the church who is be who is using his gift who's not sat down who gets to continue to use his gift nobody has to know whose child it is even just that she's pregnant and she cannot participate she's got to sit down somewhere in the back that's of the church. so humiliating yes and, I, and people why should she have to stand before the whole congregation? I've heard of this. Yes. Stand in front of the congregation and apologize. Yes. And where is the drummer that she's pregnant by? Come up, Amber. And you know who goes, who delves into this? Um, she's a writer. Some people love her. Some people don't like her. Her name is Candace Bimbo. Yes. Um, she's a Beyonce fan and she is, she has a book called Red Lip Theology. Yes. And she talks about her growing up in the Baptist church. I think, I think that's the denomination or sect of Christianity she was grown up into. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people may not agree with it, but I'm just like, you need to have open ears and an open mind and open heart to receive what she's saying. At least, no, at least listen, because it's some truth to, it's some truth to everything. And, um, you know, it's always an interesting subject when we talk about music. And I'm not saying music isn't influential because yes, it is, but we know there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And I just feel like people are just going so hard on Beyonce because you didn't like her in the first place. Uh-oh. So all you needed was for her to do something like this uh-huh. and so that you now, can now say, yeah, yeah. right. So and it's the, the funny thing about it is it's free marketing for her. Right, it's not doing anything. <laughs> this this particular bishop finally shows up with printed out lyrics, mm. and the only lyrics he read was the the um Joshua Joshua the body part. Yes, the verses, verse two. The verses were left out, and oftentimes, um, there's a part where church girls don't. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I'm just trying to bring the life up in your body. Man. And that last line, that last part of the song, um, I feel like church girls, if you look, if your definition of church girls is people who are sheltered, go to church every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, pray, all that kind of stuff. If that's your definition of a church girl, oftentimes church girls get hurt. They aren't, they aren't always protected. They're either hurt by the theology that was preached at them and not to them yes they're often the brunt of the joke like and i think that this song is a conversation starter about 
What does it mean to be church? What does it right. mean to be a church girl? Is it negative? Is it positive? What does it mean to you? You know, I, I went on this journey of asking questions again of the things Christianity taught me. And I wonder if, if it, and that was triggered, if you will, by the experience of uh, going to China, a new experience, right? What if Beyonce had a new experience that made her go back and revisit the things that church taught her? And she's thinking, if they taught me this and I know that these are things that I missed out on maybe perhaps early in my marriage, you know, things I, I wish I had known early in my in my adulthood so that when I got married, I knew this, that, and the other. What if she's thinking now that she's, she's having, um, you know, an undefiled experience <laughs> that she might not have had in the beginning of her marriage because of church girl trying to be, you know, this innocent. There, there, there are women um, that I've, I've listened to who got married and were, were, once they got married because they were doing, living a pure life, they had, had um, accepted this purity culture. Once they got married, they were afraid to have sex still. Mm. even after getting married because then what is that what do I do I don't even know what to do I that just was their know, whole identity their whole identity so now their identity is gone if they have sex with their husbands mm. so what if Beyonce is saying bringing the life back to your or bringing a little, the life to your body and saying that you know maybe talking to to church girls who are married or gonna get married or or not, you know, saying there are some things about um, sensuality and sexuality um, that are the will of God, mm. you know? And I also wish that a lot of churches, you know, focus on the girls being pure, going to conferences, there's even purity rings, but what about right. the boys? The boys, right, right. What about, oh, is there a conference for the men? I mean, are they going to go to it? Because I'm looking at it from a marketing perspective. A lot of these books are catered and centered for a certain audience. That's yes. just real. And yeah. people eat it up, eat it up, eat it up. And I'm like, it, it can also be um, a problematic a little bit because you got these girls, like what happens if you go to church and you stay pure and then you seeing all these girls getting married and they weren't pure. God told of uh, Hosea, wasn't it? Or who in the Bible? I might get this wrong. I need to Google it and I need to read my words some more. But he told the guy to marry a prostitute, Rahab. Yes. She wasn't pure, but she, she got a ring and she was married before some folks in the Bible were. <laughs> but we we are told and the Bible is just an interesting book, anywho. Right. But right. just the fact of the matter is that just because you go to church and you do this and you do everything this way doesn't mean that God's going to reward you with a man or a woman or whatever because you went to church every Sunday. That's not how it works. Right. And I think sometimes that is a problem in the church community of sensuality and sexuality and all the kind of stuff. And it ties into the church girl song. So we could go on and on. We could do this for hours. <laughs> but in the meantime, I really love this album because it's different. 
you know, some people may not care for Beyonce. That's your prerogative, but I'm a fan of hers. And I understood where she was coming from, from a mental and marketing level. And I would love to see a music video for this song in particular. Oh, I say, I want to see Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child as the church girl in this in song. This <laughs> they, they hurt her so bad when she came out with I Heard a Word when she was in her Destiny's Child days, people were just dogging her out. And I'm like, why? And we got like less than two minutes left, Shandrika, but is there anything else you want to say about Church Girl before we leave? I'm good. You know, I, I did want to um, offer that a lot of the, the people she wrote this album for, um, a lot of our, a lot of our, uh, the church, particularly the black church, a lot of the the men are who she wrote the the the, the album for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it. You know, the the man's voice she sampled probably grew up in, the, in the black church. Yeah, yeah. Probably as a musician, probably as a singer, something you know. So a lot of our artists, a lot of our male artists, um, uh whether they be actors, whether they be musicians, whether they be singers, a lot of them grew up in the black church. Yes. And yeah. we all, and you all can listen to my playlist on asiamber.com. In the meantime, like, share, subscribe. Let me know what are your thoughts on Beyonce's church girl and follow me on um, Instagram and Twitter at asiamber and let's continue the dialogue. Thank you all for listening. Bye.